welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of TagCast or the AdultGamer.com community podcast. I am Fenrir765 and last time I, I introduced him as a beautiful man and he still is. He's got a nice <laughs> shiny head. Just <laughs> wonderful. It is Hoptimus. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, Finn. How about you? Oh, you know, I can't complain. I'm in a good mood. I, I get to hang out, talk about video games, get a chat, and uh, go on. I, I do want to apologize for those in the audience listening to the show. Uh, I forgot to adjust the settings so you guys could hear the song, the intro song come through clear. So if that didn't come through, I apologize. But on the recording, it will come through pretty pretty solidly. So I uh, I do apologize for our live audience. I'll, I'll get better. I do. I, I will get better. But anyways... Yes, we are theadultgamer.com. It is our community podcast that we like to affectionately call the TagCast. And for those of you that are listening, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, and please come join our Discord. And you can find it at theadultgamer.com and just chat about whatever. We're like the water cooler of video game people. And uh, I can't wait to get into this conversation tonight because uh, I think we got some interesting things to discuss, uh, Mr. Hop. But, Yo. you know... The little thing's been going on. We've been playing some games. What? A, you know, you've you've ducked around with some uh, beta testing here this past week, haven't you? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I got I I installed the Call of Duty Vanguard beta once they opened it up to the public on Saturday. It was Friday was pre-orders only. Saturday was open beta, and. Uh, <clears throat> You know, it's okay, but it's basically if they took Modern Warfare 2019 and added a politically correct World War II skin on top of it that also had poor visibility problems and crappy audio. Uh, the guns also have a crap ton of recoil. Uh, I just wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it at all. And and uh, I kind of enjoyed the World War II that Sledgehammer did. I didn't play that one that much. I played it actually long past its life ending uh like i played it casually just with mcswitch and taylor one night and it was kind of fun but um yeah it's not it it doesn't and it had no fov slider on the series x and after getting used to having a nice bigger fov with cold war i can't go back to that cramped like 65 fov i can't see anything and then all of the smoke and effects and everything you, you can't see i couldn't see anything in that game and then i wasn't alone everybody all the streamers are all kind of talking about the same thing so we'll see maybe they'll change uh, i could tell you right now i'm not picking that game up Probably unless it goes on sale super cheap. Oh, McSwitch has a hand up. McSwitch I know he's has like a he, he's like going nuts. He's like our uh, Call of Duty like savant. Oh, so yeah, I watched some uh, clips of it, and of course, I, all the clips I was seeing were just all the bad stuff, right? The the way over the top artifacting, the blobs, the just textures, just completely being massive yeah that was in the 120 frame mode and they've fixed that later yeah but i mean like you're right this game hasn't been something i have been uh you know clamoring to get with everything that's been going on with it world war ii the just you know i've been i'm kind of call of duty out i'm not gonna lie i've played the last couple 
you know, last three, and I've had fun with them, but I'm, I'm ready for something a little different. So, Big Switch, uh, you're the Call of Duty guy. Uh, if you go ahead and hey give guys. us your like 30 second, you know, countdown on, or not countdown, but just tell, 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 tell Fen what you were telling me the other night via text message all about Vanguard Mix Switch. I want to hear it. Yeah, no, I feel like you guys summoned me because I was like, maybe I'll hop in. And the moment I hop in, all of a sudden I hear you guys talking about Call of Duty. <laughs> No, I just wanted to put my two cents in. I actually got a chance to play the beta, and I got to tell you, you know, I've been playing this game since Call of Duty 360 um, on the OG, and this is the very first Call of Duty I've ever canceled my pre-order for because I dislike the beta that much. It honestly felt like, you know, I know that I've had my qualms with Modern Warfare 2019, but there was a lot of things that 2019 did a lot, like did right. Like the music was amazing, the graphics, despite how like how they looked they were like they did look like next gen this one took everything that 2019 did right and did the exact opposite like it plays like a ported world war ii mixed into 2019 yeah, and it just doesn't that too it doesn't feel like it works it feels like they just rushed it like a rushed port because the reason i say that is if you remember the glide bomb kill streak looks exactly like the world war ii one so that's a dead giveaway that they just ported it into the Modern Warfare 2019 engine. But I think you guys kind of touched on it. My main concern is the maps are just absolutely atrocious. And I don't mean that in terms of spawns. I just mean like there's too much shit going on. Like the particle, I'm sorry, particle effects are all over the place. Like you can't see, shit you can't see <laughs> anything. It's absolutely insane. The, and the, the sight lines are completely screwed up. And I understand that they're trying to do this whole destructible environments. But the problem is the destructible environments are more of a gimmick rather than something like Battlefield or, say, Rainbow Six. And the reason I say that is because all the quote-unquote destructible environments are dead giveaways. It's just giant boards. Like, it's so obvious that that's what's supposed to be destructible that you can tell it's just like a, a like a, kind of a lame gimmick. But one last thing, though, um, they went back to kill streaks. Worst mistake of life. Like, they should kept the score streaks. It means if you're playing anything objective-based, you have no reason to play it. Um, I don't know why they even keep score, because if you guys know, like, uh, they do, every time you do something, it shows you get a little bit of score. So I feel like at one point, it was score streaks, and they inverted to kill streaks. But yeah, that's, I, I just, I don't know. Everything, and all the weapons feel incredibly weak, and the recoil is absolutely insane. insane. Yeah, it's I was totally like, insane. I feel like I'm shooting a gun full of live cats. <laughs> that's... <laughs> and like in the kill the time to kill they screwed up the time to kill because the uh body shots take about as long as cold war but headshots are as fast as uh modern warfare so it's 1.6 um i'm sorry it was 1.6 uh times stronger to do a headshot so your time to kill is extremely inconsistent unless you get a headshot so i don't know that's my thoughts on it not a fan i'm probably gonna rent it or just wait until it goes on sale Especially considering I'm still, I still love Cold War. So Me too. we'll talk about that. I mean, uh, well, since you're here, let's let's before I get into some of the other shenanigans with uh, older Call of Duty games. Um, today they released the numbers event for Cold War Season Five and uh, Warzone. I was able to unlock like four of them during my lunch break, just playing the multiplayer. Um, but I've been having a lot of fun with Cold War, both PvP and Zombies. Um, the new Zombie Outbreak Survival Mode is pretty awesome. It's kind of like old-school Zombies. You have no radar. You start with just a pistol. 
and your map is uh blurred like uh like there was a counter uav so it's like you just gotta find crap <laughs> the objectives <laughs> and you have to collect food to heal yourself you don't have an auto heal it's pretty neat i was like this is pretty cool it's like a it's like a hardcore zombies mode for outbreak which is kind of neat I like um that. i'm also excited that uh the rumors for next season we might be getting mason finally so i'm excited for that i can't believe we got hudson before mason that's a big surprise <laughs> i had to bring in I'm a character that you want so much right before the launch <laughs> of the next game well done well, well i done. really i didn't i didn't want to come up here on the stage and like be super negative about vanguard but it I really wanted to be like, you know, objective based and just they have so much work to do on Vanguard before even I want to pick it up. Like I just it was a very bad beta. Well, yeah, yeah. I was telling so I played I played Saturday with with Fallen Aztec and we're playing it and after about 5 matches I was like, well, I'm going to go back to Cold War, which when the Cold War beta came out last year, I played it nonstop the entire weekend. I had a blast. Entire, I, I never put it down. I actually put more hours into that stupid beta than I do most full games because I was having so much fun. But I played Vanguard that one day and I was like, that's it. I was like, I'm done with this. Like, I don't even want to see this game again. <laughs> well, no, I, I share we that same do thing. know that Sledgehammer has been through its, uh, you know, challenges put through to, the ringer. to get to where they are today. So, you know, maybe, maybe this will just be the year that it kind of kills call of duty for a bit. And then maybe they can have a triumphant return with the rumored modern warfare sequel, uh, that's supposed to be against the war on drugs supposedly. So, ah, it'd be interesting to see what happens. I'll I'll just have my feet on the desk till Treyarch comes back. (laughs) But you know, hop, what else you playing, man? Besides Uh, Vanguard beta and, more zombies, I guess. Yeah, I've been playing Black Ops 3 zombies with Anthem and Duke and Kicked, and that's been a lot of fun. Some of those old map Easter eggs are are crazy hard and crazy fun. Uh, Anthem and I had a really good time the other day working on Kino Der Toten. And then I've been going through the Black Ops 3 campaign, which I actually really enjoyed. It got a lot of bad rep, but I think it was way ahead of its time. It's a very um, cyberpunk kind of a story. It's definitely almost more cyberpunk than cyberpunk is. Um, uh, it's got a really cool idea and it's also kind of something that speaks to me as my interest in kind of alternate timelines and things on my uh, retro futures culture podcast. So you may see that pop up on there at some point. What have you been playing? That's pretty much all I've been playing this week is various versions of Call of Duty and then just some fighting games, but we don't need to talk about that. Dude, I've been like all over the place with what I've been playing. Uh, I know, I see I'm like, Fen's playing yeah. random game I've never heard of. Fen's playing <laughs> other random never game I've heard of. You know, that's the beauty of Game Pass, right? You know, right? Oh, I you know. Just, you and like I'll, I'll talk about this in a second, but you can get a game and you could play it for an hour and go, Yeah, you know, I think I got enough out of this and delete it from the hard you're drive. Good, right? And you're good, right? Um, that's what I do with the Vanguard beta. That's funny you say. <laughs> the uh, Psychonauts 2 finally rolled credits on it, and I gotta say, this game is... It is the creme de la creme. Like, it's just awesome. I, I'm gonna have to install it. I played the first one many, many oh, yeah. times ago on the original Xbox. So, I will say there's a section of the game where I felt like I just kind of 
it lulled for me where I, I kind of had to push myself through it. But once I did, the game took off and it was just awesome. Like it just, you know, snowballed and it's great. I loved every moment of it. Um, so there's that. I, I will say it is definitely on my list of game of the year. I will, when we get to our, our personal game of the year, it's going to be hard for me to choose my top two right now. The, I've been doing a lot of zombies with you as well. Uh, and then, you know, it was fun getting back into some elimination the other night, Hop. I, oh, that fire team elimination was yeah, awesome. Yeah, we got to yeah, do that again. Yeah, me, you, Fireman, and uh, Time. It, it was great to do that. Uh, so, McSwitch, if you ever decide to boot up some Cold War again, let us know. We'll get some elimination in. But uh, also, I've been kind of neck deep in Aragami 2. And I will say it's not the most advanced style game, but it's just it's just fun. It's a good change of pace of what's going on. Um, it's kind of a stealth style. Like you could go swords blazing. Is that a thing? Can you, can you be swords blazing? Blades uh, out. I guess blades <laughs> out. Yeah. You can uh, go full tilt and blades try to, deep. Uh, <laughs> you could do all that. Um, but it, you're not gonna, you know, get very far, very fast. Uh, so I've been trying to be very shadowy and stealthy and also go for like the no kill type thing. Um, so I've been having fun with it. I've been enjoying it. It's kind of an interesting story. It's very Japanese. Uh, so there's a lot of like kind of rough translations. Sometimes you're reading something and you're like, yeah, that person needed to have another editor to look at that. So there's, there's that. And then the last game I played that I, I'll give it another shot, but it's I Am Fish. And I think it's like a spiritual sequel to the game I Am Bread. But you play as a f- several f- or one of four fish in a fish tank, and you're trying to roll yourself around various environments to kind of connect with f- other fish friends that you used to have in a pet store somewhere. So it's a physics-based game, and... You know, it's very kind of slow paced, but it's it's actually kind of relaxing at the same time. I just don't know if I have the patience for it long term, but it's just an interesting kind of like I just want to zone out and move a fishbowl around on the screen and hopefully it doesn't crack and my fish dies. So but that's pretty much it from what I'm playing. But I would love to hear what people in our audience and people across tag are playing on a regular basis. So if you want to come on a, on the show, just let me or hop know and we'll get you booked on the schedule or just join our audience and then raise your hand like McSwitch did uh, 57 times to get on to share his displeasure with Vanguard. But we'd love to have you on the show. Come join us, come talk to us and we can uh, make things happen. So until then, you know, for the last few weeks, there's been a lot of news, and I just kind of went through and cherry-picked the stories that I thought were kind of interesting. I know, Hop, uh, you already kind of talked about the numbers event, but what else is going on with uh, something exciting happening later this week? Oh, well, yeah, I got my uh, email from the Halo Insider program, and they're Congratulations, doing another sir. flight this weekend, 4v4 uh halo is going to start this weekend and then the following weekend is big team battles so we get two weekends in a row of testing halo infinite and from what i understand the last test a couple 
like almost a month ago, everybody said ran pretty flawlessly. So this is this is nice to hear. I'm looking forward to finally other than the uh, initial start of the test. That was kind of a yeah, but yeah, I kind of expect it not to go as smooth as I hope. But you know, um, more Halo news. Uh, No Halo Five for PC for now. I don't know if we'll ever see Halo Five for PC. I think they'll probably just go to Infinite and. Halo 5 will kind of be swept under the rug. <laughs> Maybe released later on PC, but I don't really see the point at this point in releasing Halo 5 on PC. Yeah, Brian Gerard said in a tweet, like, never say never. So True, true. You know, you don't want to close the door on something that huge, right? right? So, yeah, that, you know, I, it's kind of a bummer for those people who've never really got a chance to play it, uh, especially since it's an Xbox only thing. But, you know, it was just weird because it was released in that NVIDIA now leak thing where it was just like a bunch of random games and some even some uh, code names for certain games that were exclusives to Xbox or whatever. So there was one that I think that you'll that they talked about that was kind of like a steampunk not quite cyberpunk but steampunk uh game first person shooter from in exile i don't know it was just a big rumor uh nothing to really get really excited about yet because we know nothing and nobody has said anything and that just sets yourself up for bad things so but here is a rumor that seemed to have some legs quantic dream the uh studio behind some PlayStation exclusives like uh, Detroit Become Human and I believe Heavy Rain. Uh, they are supposedly in a in talks or in a deal with Disney to make a Star Wars game and it's supposedly going to be multi-platform because they're not. Yeah, probably would have to be if you're working yeah. with them. So there's that. I don't know how I feel about that. I think some of their games have been fantastic and I've heard great things about Detroit human, but the games I played from them have been pretty, very mellow and kind of slow paced. So I, I don't know about Detroit become human. And like I said, I didn't play that one, but everything else has been kind of a slow paced kind of mystery solve it type thing. So I don't know how I feel about that with a star Wars game, but they could branch out and try something new. Right. Yeah. Um, there's some uh, Destiny 2 drama going on with the new Trials uh, matchmaking system that kind of requires like uh, getting flawless victories. And people are worried. Does Shang Tsung come out and say that when you do? Uh, no, but oh. it's something like people are just worried that they're going to kind of people are going to game the system to get the special items that come with it. So I, I don't. I'm so far removed from Destiny now, but it's been all over Twitter. Our our buddy Cowboy Raptor has been uh, kind of banging the drum to try to get people to chill out with it, but it's just been it's been interesting kind of seeing that that hand, you know, that play out. Uh, Call of Duty is carrying the bans that they've had with Modern Warfare, uh, Warzone, and Black Ops Cold War over to vanguard so well it's the same account it's the activision if they're banning you by your activision account then yeah well it's been <laughs> it's a hardware id ban so yeah even further well, that's than that, good right? 
Yeah. So well, chances are, if somebody was cheating on those previous three games, they're probably going to cheat on Vanguard too. Very true. Very true. Uh, here's one. Uh, KFC had tweeted out that, you know, what was the exact tweet? Give me like two seconds. I will find it. KFC tweeted out and said, trigger an entire gaming fan base with one sentence. And Splitgate's uh, official Twitter account responded with, Splitgate will have Forge mode before Halo Infinite. Oh, dang. They've stuck their wang in the mashed potatoes. <laughs> and considering it's a lot of like former Halo people and Bungie people right. working on Splitgate. So, yeah, that was pretty, you know, and they're kind of like tongue in cheek with that comment. But the one thing I will wonder about with that is, will their Forge mode be as robust as what Halo Infinite's Forge mode will be? I highly doubt it. So... No, but I think it's good. It's really good that we have another uh, arena-based shooter that's got just enough of a different play mechanic. I mean, Splitgate, oh, totally. I mean, the whole game itself really sticks its wing in the mashed potatoes of Halo with those portals. Um, yes. It gives it a totally different feel. I, I really think they've got something cool on their hands, and as that game grows, it's just going to keep getting better and better, and I plan on putting some more time in it as it continues to improve. Yes. So, yeah. And- 1047 the studio that's making it they've they're talking about doing a whole bunch of other things uh so they have big goals for themselves and to come from you know just it'll be interesting to see what they do because i do think that what they've started has shown that they have potential if if anything right so yeah that's I, awesome I, I look forward to see what 1047 is going to pull off with their games. This one I found was interesting. I, I And I've been kind of watching this from afar in a way. I mean, obviously everything I watch in the gaming world is afar. Not that I'm involved with anything. But the Marty O'Donnell lawsuit with Bungie. So he's like the composer. He's like the guy that did the original Halo. Right, he did soundtrack. the original Halos all the yep. way through Reach. Mm-hmm. And then he went to Bungie w- with Bungie to do Destiny. Destiny and, 1 and then he got into a shit show with them. Yep. Got fired and and then he started like selling the music that he wasn't technically allowed to sell. Uh specifically a song called Music of the Spheres. And, Even though he wrote it. Yep. <laughs> so now he's being held in contempt court and he will have to pay like $100,000 to Bungie to cover legal fees as well as cyber security or cyber or forensic, electronic forensic to make sure everything is wiped clean from his devices. Like it's just, a, and he had to make a very post like, I do not own the rights to the song on Twitter and he can't respond to it. Let the message speak for itself. It's just, it's a wild story. So for a guy who made some really awesome music, he's like in a real shitty place right now. Right. Yeah. So that sucks for him. Um, kind of more bad news. That you probably already know. Battlefield got delayed by a month from October to November. Uh, I, I'd rather they delay it to make it what it needs to be than rush it out and have like day one yeah, issues. So good I, for them. I can't imagine it's like a big overhaul of anything. A month doesn't seem like enough time to change anything. It's just probably enough to like we have a couple more bugs we want to clean up before it launches. Yeah. So 
Another game that got delayed that I'm really excited to play is Dying Light 2 Stay Human. It was delayed from December like 8th to or 10th or something to February 4th of 2022. That, that's fine because uh, mm-hmm. come, I mean, we all know December 8th that all I'm playing is Halo. Exactly. And, so, you know, by the time I kind of start phasing out with Halo a little bit, that'll be a nice little yeah, change of pace, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So there's that. And then, wow, here, there goes my voice. Uh, and words are hard, Finn. <laughs> words are hard. Oh, this time it's just my voice is hard. I, Whoa. No, no, uh, no, that doesn't sound right. Um, the Randy Pitchford. Okay, so this one got me really excited. I saw this and I was like, what? A game I've loved ever since the original Xbox is Brothers in Arms by Gearbox. Yeah, I remember that one. I love that game. And I've loved the sequels since then. But I guess Randy Pitchford in some like random podcast announced that they are working on it. and But he's not going to share anything until it's ready. And I believe his specific quote was, I'm not saying shit until we have it. So... He's in essence said it, it exists, but there's no official announcement. So I hope soon, sometime we get it because I love this series. I will go back to World War II for this series. I know Vanguard with Call of Duty, I'll pass. But this I will I will do. Um it'd be even cooler if they can kind of come up with a way to make brothers in arms and happen with a more modern uh aesthetic. So I would be excited to see that. Yeah, that'd be fun. And then uh, the PlayStation Showcase happened after we recorded last time. And, man, that was a pretty epic show in a lot of ways. They announced, obviously, Spider-Man 2 from Insomniac. Uh, Wolverine game looks awesome. I was like, like, ah, damn it, I won't be able to play that. And then God of War Ragnarok looked great. And, you know, just everything else looked good. Like, nothing, you know, really kind of you know, blew the pants off me until they showed the KOTOR remake. I was a little jealous, but the good news is it is a timed exclusive, so it will come to Xbox. So I will get a chance to play it again. Eventually. Right. So, you know, we'll get into this a little later on, which, you know, thinking about the KOTOR remake got me thinking about some things, which will lead to our deep dive for later in the show. And I will get to that later but the final news story i thought was interesting was there was finally a a court ruling on the apple versus epic and pretty much no one won anything in that court case sounds about right (laughs) apple is not considered a monopoly but they also can't really charge people 30 percent cut on things and that's a very rudimentary explanation of it but the Kind of the most interesting thing is if you go to IGN.com, they have some several great articles about it. Uh, Rebecca Valentine has done a really good job of kind of documenting what's going on with this court case. But one of the most interesting things I thought is hilarious is uh, the judge would not define what a video game is because it's one. Of, it was one of the biggest arguments through the whole case. What of what is the actual definition of a video game? And Epic tried to kind of. Uh, spin it one way and then obviously Apple tried to spin it a different way and the way that Epic trying to spin it was in a way like you know Fortnite is not really a video game because it's more of a metaverse and 
you know, it's beyond video games at this point because of like the concerts and different things that happen there. But what ended up happening was in the argument, they were talking about a certain skin or character inside of Fortnite called Agent Peely, who's a banana dressed in a suit. And it is now part of court records that Agent Peely is defined as just a banana man. Like <laughs> I, that's pretty silly. In such a huge, you know, court case, there's this kind of, and it, it was like a point of levity that was throughout the entire court proceedings. You know, they had uh, this kind of back and forth about him in the in the actual trial and then the judge even refer- referenced it in her ruling at the end like you know agent peely is just a banana man so you know it's just it's kind of a wild thing you know i i don't want to say i know anything about anything in this case but it's just all i know is this will probably make its way to the supreme court i i'm willing to bet somebody a lunch on something somewhere that this will make it to the uh, Supreme Court at some point. It, whether it's heard by the Supreme Court or not, it will make it at least up there to be tried to try it in front of them. Anyways, that's it for the news. That's what I found interesting. Mr. Optimus, tell us what is going on with our community game nights. Community game nights for the rest of September. So this Thursday, September 23rd, the original scheduled game night was Gears Ultimate Edition, which may be the backup, but it may actually be Halo Infinite Flight team-ups. We'll see what happens. Anthem was pretty excited. We'll, We'll find out more when we all get to install the... Halo Infinite Flight and see if that's going to work. Uh, September 30th, back to Halo MCC, crossplay Xbox and PC, so that'll be good. Friday night's Fight Club. Uh, last Friday, a couple people weren't feeling up for it, so we called it a break. Uh, maybe this Friday we can have some fun again. Um, it's been a lot of MK11 and Justice 2, Virtua Fighter 5. The guys were nice enough to let me play Street Fighter and embarrass them. Uh <laughs> What's going on in the book club, Finn? Yeah, we are reading Metro 2033 this month, and it's a great book. If you have a chance, pick it up. If at the very least, yes, it was. It was a great game. The uh, book actually covers the first game and the second game. So, uh, yeah, definitely try it out and uh, enjoy it. I've had fun reading it, and I'm I'm nearly finished with it. So. I've actually been doing it the old school way, turning the page itself every time you finish the last word on the page, right? That's what you do. No? All right. Well, <laughs> anyways, time to talk about our deep dive. Uh, every episode, we try to go into some kind of topic and, you know, whatever inspiration comes my way, I, you know, think about it. Well, like I said earlier in the show, the code or the Knights of the Old Republic uh, game remake being made by Asper that was showcased at the PlayStation showcase. They, you know, had me started thinking about something. And while listening to kind of some other shows and reading some things about video games and whatnot, I began thinking like spoilers. We have a game like the original KOTOR came out on the original Xbox and that was what, probably about 18, 18 years ago. 
I don't remember exactly when KOTOR came out, but it was... Yeah, the original Xbox, like, 2000... It's 20 years this year. The original Xbox... Oh, so 2000... Is... The original Xbox is 20 years, right? But I yeah. think KOTOR is 2002, 2003. I mean, we have Google here. Yeah, that's very true. Um, so it's one of those things where that was such an awesome game, and it has such an amazing twist at it at the end of the game. Like, people talk about that twist being such a huge deal. July 15th, 2003 was the original release date. And you were spot the original. on on that 2003. <sighs> so, yes, about 18 years ago, right? So, um, the big thing is, like, I was thinking, for those people who've never had a chance to play KOTOR, or the people who just kind of, like, said hey you know what i don't really care about kotor but now they are excited for a remake of it uh because let's face it it's kind of a turn-based game in a way uh and you know that may not transfer very well to many people so it'll be interesting to see how they remake yeah, so that. see how they're gonna do the gameplay yeah. are they gonna do are they gonna keep it that free movement with the turn-based combat or are they gonna mm-hmm. take it into more of something like mass effect 2 yeah, action-y um, or some right. kind of hack and slash or something. Right. Yeah. But my point is it has such a crazy ending in it, and it's going to be really hard to avoid spoilers. Now, they may rewrite a lot of things in that story, and I don't think they'll rewrite the kind of the biggest thing that happened at the end of the game. Mm-hmm, but... Mm-hmm. It started making me think, spoilers. If they didn't come out with a remake, is there such a thing like as statue limitations on spoilers? Or can you not spoil certain things in game? Um, are there certain games that should forever remain spoiler sans spoiler, if you will? Um I don't know, I just kinda got down this this rabbit hole. So you know, the first thing I want to kind of ask Hop and, you know, maybe people in our audience is, you know, do spoilers really get under your skin? Like, do they really hit you and like one to ten, like you're ready to explode if somebody spoils something to you or um, <laughs> sorry, Pluto's uh, get me to laugh here. Um, but. Like where where are you on this with uh spoilers hop? Like, do they really get under your skin? Um that was good. Uh you know I don't know. I I I don't really if it's something I really want to see, it's annoying to have someone spoil it for you. If it's something that hasn't like if it's something new, but I feel like if something is like five or plus years old and I didn't know about it and somebody says something, that's my bad for like never knowing or not experiencing. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Um, I don't kind of travel in the circles where people spoil a lot of stuff about games or I don't ask. Like if it's a game I never played, I don't ask about the story generally unless I'm really interested. And if I'm really interested, I'll probably just play it. So, yeah, I mean, I can't really get mad when it's a game that's been out for a while, you know. Um, If it's like a brand new game, let's say like it's release day and somebody gets a game at five in the morning and already beat the game. And then the first thing they do is come in and spoil it. That's just rude. But I I don't think I'd be upset. Yeah, like, you know, I don't 
I will say right now, now that I've become more involved in the world of Twitter, which every day I kind of uh, think. Dude, that's like a wasteland. I know. <laughs> I'm only on there for marketing reasons. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i on there trying to do the do the work of tag if you will but anyways the uh like i've had to learn how to keep scrolling quickly through things yeah you know like the other day like there was a redfall leak about some things like images and things like nope i don't want to see that i want to wait till the developer shares what they want to share you know so you know it wasn't necessarily spoiler but you know one of the things that came out the last halo flight was there was a lot of campaign uh files in the flight that people data mined and were like, oh, here's some information about the story. Like, nope, I don't want to know that. Like I, oh, I people I, always do that. Yep. <laughs> like it's just you know, my biggest thing is like inadvertently spoiling something, like completely you know, just accidentally, like you were in a group of people talking about a game or a movie or whatever it is. And then all of a sudden, like somebody joins the party and you're talking still. And you're like, they kind of come mid conversation. You're like, yeah. And then that part where, uh, you know, Nicholas cage saves the day by, uh, holding on to that last nerve gas ball before it breaks. Um, and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's what, how the rock ends. Well, yeah. Have you not seen the rock? It's like, you know, 20 years old. So, you know, it's just kind of stuff like that, like accidentally doing that. And then like, they can't be mad at you. Right. You know, cause it was just an accident. You didn't mean to. So have you gone into great lengths hop to avoid any spoilers in gaming? Uh, not like great links, but there were certain games. Like when the gears trilogy was out, I always, played the campaign first because I really invested in the characters in the story and I wanted to make sure that I didn't like miss out on anything or have somebody spoil something before I guess especially when Gears 3 came out by that oh, point man, I was yeah. pretty pretty invested and I had to I think I stayed up like that whole first night beating the game <laughs> um that was the only one I think I think maybe Halo Three was another one where I kind of did that in recent years, gaming wise. I don't think so. I haven't really. I've I have I've been actively avoiding reading anything about the story on Resident Evil Eight, other than the synopsis, because I eventually want to play that when it goes on sale. But at this point, I know that game's almost a year old, so you know, we'll see what happens, but. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Like, I will say right now, like, I'm actively avoiding a lot of anything that relates to Halo because of unless it's like an official Halo thing or Twitter accounts that I've known I've kind of come across to trust. Um, I'm also actively avoiding a lot of things to do with uh Actually, that's pretty much it right now because there's not really a lot of single-player things. But, like, most recently, I avoided anything and everything with Death's Door. Um, I wanted to play that game with, with 
like as little information as possible because once I saw the first trailer for it, I was like, that's the game for me. So I don't want to know anything else about it. And like, I had to keep flying through anything I saw come up and it could have just been people saying like death source, the most amazing game. Like, I don't care. I wasn't going to look at it. Right. So, um, you know, it kind of hurts in that way where I get so hyper focused of like avoiding that particular topic that I don't engage with anything in it until I've gone through and beaten it. Um, I will say it's kind of funny. The whole spoiler thing right now with zombies, you know, and call and call of duty, black ops, cold war, those damn Easter eggs are so damn hard. Like, I don't give a shit. Like the next time they come out with a new map, I'm going to look up the damn spoiler right away to get to it. Right. Yeah. Like I'm not going to pretty tough to figure out on your own without spending a whole bunch of time that as you and I have talked about multiple Mm -hmm. times as adults with jobs and families and kids, uh, we don't have that. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, hell, even knowing the answer is hard as hell and takes a long time. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I think you said it right the other day. It's like a zombies map is almost as if uh, it's like you're doing a raid. Yep, doing a raid. Those those Easter egg quests are like doing a raid. Some of them, Uh, some of the older ones aren't that complicated. They're just the difficulty Mm -hmm. of the game. Like the older zombies modes were harder because you can only get hit once or twice before you go down. You don't have as many cool weapons. You don't have like armor and like the perks that cold war has i would love and i really hope this rumor is true there's a rumor that there's going to be a zombie chronicles pack for cold war um it hasn't been verified yet there's still the the news we may get a zombies mode for vanguard but hopefully what we actually get is a zombie chronicles for cold war and a zombies for vanguard zombies for everybody there we go I'll probably pick up a, if it came to the Cold War, that's for sure. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, I'm not really interested in Vanguard much at all. <laughs> all right, Hop, I'm going to ask you a question, and maybe those in chat uh, will help us out here. But is there a statue of limitations on spoilers? Like, is there a point in time where you can just feel comfortable to just kind of let it all hang out there and just talk about all parts of a game or – I would even say like movies or TV shows or whatever. Um, like, is there a certain number of years later after it airs or, you know, is uh, released that you can start saying like, all right, yeah, you know, this was such an awesome game. Like in Bioshock, you know, would you kindly is such a fantastic game. Play it. Right. What do you mean? Like, yeah, I've, like I said, I think I think if if a game if we're six months past a game, that's kind of spoiler. I mean, that's basically like movies and TV shows, right? I mean, some games there are certain things in a game that if someone ruins that surprise for you, mm-hmm. it just won't be as cool when it happens to you. I I do think like being very conscientious as you talk about certain games like KOTOR or the aforementioned Bioshock. Uh, right. Games that have a story twist like, like be, that. 
being very careful and kind of maybe saying like, hey, if you haven't had a chance to beat this game yet, you know, don't read past this or, you know, listen past this point. I I totally agree. Like, I think anything, I'm kind of the mind, like if it's five years old or older in a game, you can kind of feel more comfortable to talk freely about it. And if you spoil it, even if it's incidental, you know, for somebody, they have no right to be upset with you at that point, right? You know, it's just... Well, especially like, like you. I mean, you and I both are being good about not spoiling the thing for Couture. I think it's just because we'd love people to... Yes. ...experience it. But the fact that that game is 18 years old... If you don't know by now, just be weary of what you look at on YouTube videos because <laughs> yeah. it's pretty common knowledge at this point. Yes. And, you know, like I, I've talked about several times, like one of my favorite games, especially in the 360 area, what 360 era, era. was uh, the Bioshock games. And that has such a fantastic twist in it. And I really 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 loved how that game played out and if you pay attention to anything i do in this podcasting world or in discord or whatever it is i give you a major clue to that game every time i talk about that game but you know some people pick it up some people don't i mean hop would you kindly tell me how you really feel about you know the worst thing that you had spoiled for you uh, I don't know if I can think of like the worst thing I had spoiled for me um, gaming wise I think probably the only one that I think um, I had spoiled for me and it was due to Nintendo power magazine before i beat metroid they revealed that when you beat the game it's revealed that samus aran is a female because there's no clue when you play the original Mm -hmm. metroid that she is that's probably the only like whoa like i would have been cool to experience that at the end on my own but it was revealed via magazine and it was past the statute of limitations they were talking about it was like a retro thing on metroid or something all right uh, Tony Tony said he had a Star Wars movie spoiled while he was that sounds like a Simpsons episode <laughs> <laughs> you know I think I have been pretty lucky and I've had most things not spoiled for me because I didn't get necessarily involved but I will say the one thing I did have spoiled for me that I really kind of uh, was upset about was uh, Portal 2 the end of that um, or was it the second one or the first one? I don't remember which one it was now, but I just remember one of the portal games was kind of spoiled for me. Um, because they told me exactly how it ended like two missions or two levels right before the end of it. And I was like, you son of a bitch. Like I was... now, if anybody wants to spoil the end of the ascent for me, please do because I will never get to see the end of the game. I'm so sorry. But not right now while we're live because the game's still kind of new. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh, dang. Uh, 
Professor Pluto had something spoiled in The Walking Dead for him. Um, you know, it's just, yeah, it's wild. Tony, more than three people played the ascent. Come on, get it together. Uh, all right. Have you ever accidentally spoiled anything for anybody or, you know, intentionally spoiled anything for anybody? Uh, not that I'm aware of maybe a Gears spoiler for newer Gears people like when Gears 4 first came out but they did ask about the story beforehand Um, so I would say that's probably the only one I can think of off the top of my head so what I'm I pretty will... good when it comes to like I, I I won't like unless somebody specifically asks for story beats like if they just I I won't go into specific story spoilers or ending spoilers. I'm pretty good about that because I don't like that stuff being dropped on me. Well, I'll tell you what, and in, in Halo Five Hop, what happens is Cortana. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Ubo. <laughs> I know you're about to like rage quit the podcast, but anyways. Uh, the, I, I guess there's been a couple things I've accidentally spoiled, uh, for people and it, you know, it's always been completely just benign. I didn't mean to, like, I didn't know that it would happen. The other day I actually most recently spoiled the end of, uh, Shang-Chi to somebody. Oh Uh, no. I know. Like I felt awful. Um, but like we were talking and they were talking about several of the things in it as if they had seen the movie. And all of a sudden I was like, yeah, in this part when blah, 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 blah happened, they were like, I actually haven't seen it yet. And I was like, well, how did you know about this? He goes, yeah. Cause somebody else was telling me like, I should look out for that thing. I was like, Oh yeah, I'm a terrible friend. I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, like that was kind of the most recent thing I've spoiled in terms of video games. I've been trying very, very hard not to spoil anything. I did spoil the end of Bioshock to one person because uh, I thought that they had beaten it, but they were actually not. They had they were replaying it. They kept saying they were replaying Bioshock, and I was like, okay, yeah, you know, I love this part in the game when this happens. They're like, when I meant replaying it, I meant replaying it to finally finish it and i was like oh shit so sorry misunderstood what you said so that was probably the worst thing i've ever spoiled but all right um i mean do you have any other last thoughts about spoilers hop uh i mean just like i said um if you're not sure maybe just ask somebody if they want to know what happens in the story and uh Make sure they're aware of what they're getting into. Like, if somebody's never seen Empire Strikes Back, even though we're way past the statute of limitations, they may not want to know that big reveal that happens. Yes, that is that is a very huge reveal in the world of cinema. That is for sure. Well, yes, always be cautious. Don't just go around and hang out wave your flag of information that you know or you know just let everything hang out there for everybody to see all the time just kind of be uh respectful because you know some people just may not know yet so be kind don't do anything stupid 
with uh, information about what's going on in the world. And most about, of all, what about be kind? Rewind. Always rewind, sir. <laughs> you don't have to say that twice to me because that is a fantastic film, by the way, if you haven't a chance to have seen it. Anyways, um, the other thing I will say is uh, just, you know, just kind of be respectful because if you see leaks on Twitter, if you see, uh, you know, whatever kind of spoilerish type stuff around the world. Don't spread it around. Don't add to the problem. Just kind of ignore it and keep moving on. So with that being said, Hop, you have any last words for today's episode? Uh, no, that's, that's it, my man. That's it. Well, thanks for coming on. Uh, if you haven't had a check, chance to check out hop and his retro futurist culture podcast definitely do it it's some good ish and you will enjoy it they talk about some really great things as well as some of our friends of the show that have produced our music and our new podcast logo uh the ruminations radio network definitely check those guys out i also professor pluto i hope everything's going well for you in the land down under and that the earthquake doesn't mess with you guys too much and things go well so until then, I am Fenrir765 and my buddy Hoptimus. Catch us anywhere on the tag Discord at theadultgamer.com. Until then, I will catch you on the flippity flip. <laughs>